3: Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your teams every day. I am your host and founder of BrickTownBuckets.com, Rylan Stiles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Stiles. That's at R Y L A N underscore S T I L E S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L O Thunder Email the show, L O Thunder at gmail.com. Call into the show 405 362 7128. Speaking of the hotline, I had a pharmacist call into the show, kind as can be. He calls in and and, and is trying to explain to me how to say all these fancy medical terms and trying to help our ad partner. So I greatly... Greatly appreciate that he took the time out of his day to kindly correct uh, some of the medical phrases that I was saying wrong. And, and in fact, I tweeted right before he called in that I just have no idea how to say some of these how to say some of these words. And, and he helped me out by calling into the show. So you can call in and give your hot takes or give me advice on how to speak. So four zero five three six two seven one two eight. On today's show, we have a very crucial update on a possible roster move the Oklahoma City Thunder could make this weekend. We will also debut the Spice-O-Meter. I've asked for your hot takes on Reddit and on Twitter. I've compiled all of your hot takes, and I'm going to take them to the Spice-O-Meter and rate them on a scale of one to five. We've got some great submissions, like his Lou Dorton All-Star. The Nets are and are not winning the title. What do I think about that? The Timberwolves and the Warriors are making the postseason. Darius Bages is going to turn into what player? And Isaiah Roby is better than which player? So much to get to. I cannot wait to debut that segment and get you guys more involved in the show, but we lead it off with Kevin Porter jr. Now we've had a podcast already this week about Kevin Porter jr. uh, And and we talked about the athletic story in which the athletic puts it out there that he is having a falling out in Cleveland and they're going to move on from him. And since then, I've heard from two different sources that Oklahoma city is in fact interested and that they are looking into Kevin Porter jr. They're interested in that front by the same token, that the Thunder do not seem eager to trade for Kevin Porter Jr. So at that point, I would not expect the trade to go down with KPJ. And I've heard that the Cavs are looking to cut KPJ by Saturday. They want this saga over with on Saturday. If they cannot talk a team into trading for him, he's going to hit the open market around Saturday. And the Thunder at that point would be one of many teams interested in him. Now, I'm not saying this move is going to happen for sure. Uh, I'm not saying anything like that just simply the Oklahoma City Thunder, are interested in Kevin Porter Jr. Now, a lot of you have already listened to the episode, but if you do want to go back and listen to the full episode where we first talk about this report and all that's gone down with Kevin Porter Jr., you can go back and listen to it from this week. It is going to have his name in the title, so you can just scroll until you see his name in the title again and listen to that show. But on that show, I talked about how the trades will be unlikely because whenever you, whenever you put out there or somebody leaks out there that you're going to cut this guy and it's understood that this guy is going to get waived, it eliminates any trade leverage you have because the normal incentive to trade for a guy in this instance, right, a guy who you know is going to get cut, that does not automatically ruin your trade value because you get to sort of cut the line in that way. There is no chance for him to kind of go to another, another team if you really, really want to get him on your roster. Now, the problem with Kevin Porter Jr., and the thing that I think might be the the – the biggest hurdle in getting a trade for him and why I don't think teams will trade for him is because he makes no money. So it's hard to match his contract. I mean, look at the thunder to match his contract. You're picking one of the young guys or you're picking Mike Muscala, unless you want to, unless you want to involve evolve this into multiple players going and coming to Oklahoma city and to Cleveland. So I'm not sure why they would kind of expand the trade in that way. I think that you're going to see KPJ get cut by Saturday. That seems to be the deadline I've been told that, He'll be waived. Now, once that happens, once he's waived, I would imagine, he'll you have know, a bigger market than Oklahoma City and Dallas that he'll see some interest from Miami and from L.A., and you can go listen to Locked on Cavs with Chris Manning and Evan because even though they just had a thrilling game against the Brooklyn Nets today, which we'll talk about in a little bit, they still spent time talking about Kevin Porter Jr. tonight, uh, and so that's going to be an interesting angle to follow on that personal local level from Cleveland hosts. And again, this move is not done by any means. Uh, It's not going to 100% happen, but the simple fact is Oklahoma City is interested. And so that's a story to monitor as it's going to be pretty rare you see a first-round talent get released in his second year in the league who has not stepped foot on the court for a sophomore season yet. When it comes down to it, I understand the concerns about Kevin Porter Jr. off the floor. I get that, and I'm with you. I have a tremendous amount of concerns about that. But... I do not know the full story. You do not know the full story. And if it gets down to it and Sam Presti can make this move happen and signs off on it, which he'd have to do to get Kevin Porter Jr. here, then clearly KPJ has passed some level of test by this organization, and I trust this organization's measurement of a, of a player on and off the floor. So I would totally trust and support Sam Presti bringing in KPJ if he wants to, but he is interested, so we'll see what happens from here on out. Again, go check out Locked on Cavs. They have some some good stuff about KPJ today on their podcast. But right now, it is time to debut a brand new segment. I want to do this more often. I think it's a good way to get everyone involved in the show, everyone who listens every single day. Get your takes heard on this podcast. You're going to send me in your hot takes regarding the NBA or the Thunder. It can be either or, and I'll rate them 1 to 5, and we'll see just how hot your takes are. Let's go to the Spice-O-Meter.
1: It's so damn hot. Milk was a bad choice. Oh my God! Uh, oh my God! Fire! Oh, fire! Oh my goodness! I said, "Oh Lord Jesus, it's a so fire." This take. Is on fire.
3: It is time to see what takes are on fire, what takes are simply room temperature, and what takes are freezing, freezing cold. I'll tell you if I agree with or take or disagree with or take. All of that good stuff. Let's get it started with Twitter questions, Twitter entries. Uh, this one from at Evan E T M. Nets do not make the NBA Finals. Now, Evan sent this in before the Nets lost to the Cavaliers in the first game with their entire big three with Kevin Durant, Kyrie, and James Harden. And in this game, you really saw some deficiencies put on play, uh, put it on display. No depth, no big. Jared Allen. Had a really nice revenge game against Brooklyn. And then Colin Sexton just obliterates the Nets and and scores 20 points in two minutes and leads them to victory in double overtime. And in double overtime, you had Kevin Durant playing 50 minutes his first year back from a torn Achilles, which I'm no doctor, but that does not seem like a recipe for success to have Kevin Durant playing 50 minutes if that's what it takes to beat Cleveland. And I don't want to overreact to one game because we did that already with the Nets. And we've done that multiple times with the Nets. The first time that we saw this team play with KD and Kyrie, they blew out their first two opponents. And we thought, oh, my God, they're going to win the title. Why even try? Why why is any East team even trying to contend? Just meet them with the Lakers in the finals. And then they hit a rough patch. And then here comes James Harden and KD. And James Harden and KD look amazing. And, oh, my gosh, they're going to win the Eastern Conference And then here comes Kyrie, Katie, and James Harden, and they look like what they did in Cleveland. Look, it's going to take time to see exactly what this Nets team is. And I do have dramatic concerns about their depth in the center position. I will say that I don't think that this roster is complete. Like, I don't think that this roster we see today is the roster that's going to go into the postseason. And I think that they're going to get a ton of good deals on the buyout market any premier big man would basically have to go to Brooklyn because you're going to get, get get comparable money anywhere in the NBA, but Brooklyn is giving you that money, maybe even a little bit less money, to try to win a championship and, and legitimately compete for a championship. So I think that the Nets are going to clean up in the buyout market for a center and for a big man. We've seen in Oklahoma City with Markeith Morris, just because you get a name in the buyout market does not mean it's going to be a great name, but it also could be a really good addition. Who knows how the buyout market plays out each year. So I don't think that this team is who we're really evaluating right now. But I will say if I had to bet money, I would say that I would take the field in the East. Only because you just have better odds. If you're if you're going, you know, eight teams deep or seven teams deep compared to the one in, in Brooklyn, I feel confident that you know one of these seven teams can pull it off. Especially on that on the heels of this Cavs game. So I can see either argument to this, to the Nets thing. So that's why I'm gonna give this take a two pepper rating on the spiceometer. Uh, it's not incredibly hot. It's not cold. It's not really, it's just kind of there because I, I think that if you forced me and twisted my arm to make an argument for either side of the Nets going to the title or the Nets not going to the title, I, I can do it. So, so I think that this is not that hot of a take. When you actually evaluate it, I understand on the surface it's easy to say, oh, the Nets are going to go there. They have KD, Kyrie, and James Harden. But once you look deeper than surface level, I don't think it's that hot of a take. I think it's a good take. Now, let's talk about our good friends over at rockauto.com. RockAuto.com is a family-owned business serving you auto parts online for 20 years. That's right, 20 years ago, you could have been going to RockAuto.com for all the parts your car would ever need. You can skip the upcharge from the dealership or the local auto parts store and go straight to the source, go straight to RockAuto.com. My favorite part is their website. I can just put my make, my model, my year into their database, and they're only going to show me car parts that are compatible with my vehicle that way i'm not wasting money on parts i don't need parts i cannot use it is a lifesaver in that capacity when you go to rockauto.com tell them that locked on sent you in the how did you hear about us box and they'll know what to do from there get all the parts your car could ever need for reliably low prices you seriously cannot beat the deals at rockauto.com amazing selection Reliably low prices on the parts your car will you ever need, rockauto.com tell them lockdown sent you. And the how did you hear about a Spox?
2: No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope lope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live.
3: We are back on the Locked on Thunder podcast. I want to tell you when this podcast is over, go check out Locked on Fantasy Basketball. When you need fantasy basketball advice, it is important to find that source that you trust more people trust Josh Lloyd, host of Locked On Fantasy Basketball, than any other fantasy basketball podcast. Subscribe to the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world, Locked On Fantasy Basketball, wherever you get your podcasts from. Let's move on to our second hot take of the episode, again from Evan ETM on Twitter. One of Darius Baisley, Lou Dort, or Alexei Pukashevsky will have a triple double this year. Okay, here's a hot take, folks. This is a five out of five on the pepper meter scale, the spiceometer, five out of five. Because my problem with this take, and I don't mean there's a problem because I love these hot takes. My problem is I don't know who to pick. Like if you told me right now of this list, I have to pick the one, I have to pick the one to have a triple double. I really don't see a pathway for Lou Dort to do it unless he can just kind of rack up assists and steals and get it that way. But I think that Lou Dort kind of exhausts himself already. So how is he going to get to the 10-10-10? With Poku, this is the interesting one because later in this season, if if the season goes the way we expect it to go, later in this season, you're going to see Poku getting like 20 minutes a game, 25 minutes a game. And he's going to have the volume. He's going to have the usage. He's going to have the confidence to just try to rack up assists because he has really good vision and he's a really good passer. And then he's going to launch shots. So eventually you'd hope he could hit a patch where he's getting double-digit points per game. So then he needs the help from his you know teammates and he needs help from uh, just getting the rebounds and getting lucky in that sense of just having the ball bounce the right way. I mean, it's hard to get rebounds. You've got to be in the right position yourself, but also the ball is bounce your way. Uh, I, I think that if I had to rank it, I would go Baisley, Poku, Dort in terms of one, two, three of who's most likely. So I've got Baisley as the most likely, Dort as the least likely. And we've talked about Dort, talked about Poku. With Baisley, I think that he has double-double potential already. And you've heard me say that before in this podcast. He's going to be a double-double machine. And he's going to get off of this cold spell offensively. And he's going to pull down 10 boards. Whenever he's locked in, he's going to pull down 10 boards. He's going to get you at least 10 points. And from there, he only has to display that elite playmaking that I've said he has in his bag since since May I've been saying since May his elite trait is playmaking and he needs to be in lineups that ex, that can really exploit that and can really showcase that and if he's going to guarantee you once he's out of this cold streak offensively if he's going to guarantee you 10 and 10 so I think that he's got the points and I think he's got the rebounds taken care of and from there you need to find 10 assists can he do that in a late March game maybe I think he's the, the most likely, but I would not bet on any of them getting a triple double this year. And if they do, I want you all to go just flood at Evan ETM's mentions with how right he was about this prediction. I don't see it, but it's a hot take. It's what I asked for. Five out of five on the spiceometer. meter. We move on to at JD underscore Brown. He says that Lou Dort, Lou Dort is the card version, he's the guard version of Kawhi Leonard. He will be worthy of a max extension and considered the best player on the Thunder in two to three years. He has one qualification. He has one qualifier, and that is, it is with the 2021 draft pending. So I guess that if, you know, they draft Cade Cunningham, he reserves the right to say that Lou Dort, who is Kawhi Leonard at that point would no longer be the best player, which to me speaks very highly of Cade Cunningham. If you think that him coming in would make Lou Dort no longer uh, as Kawhi Leonard, by the way, no longer the best player on this team. Uh, this is a five out of five hot take. I love Lou Dort. I think he's a rising star. I think he's an all-star kind of, kind of player. But Kawhi is special. Kawhi is special. And you know what? You know what? If you would have predicted in year two of Kawhi that he would be what, what he is today and to this day right now, you'd probably get laughed at. You know, you'd probably get laughed at draft night if you said that Kawhi would be what Kawhi is. They had to start somewhere. But, you know, being a top-five player in this league, I just do not see that happening. At one point, we called Kawhi Leonard, while he was in Toronto, the best player in the league. Like, literally, we, we legitimately did that. We called him the best player in the league. So, will we ever say that about Lou Dort? That's what it takes to be Kawhi Leonard. I, I don't think so. I really don't. So, I'm going to give you a 5 out of 5 for the hot take, but I do not agree with your hot take. This next one comes from at I am Bot on Twitter, and Bot says, Lou Dort is, already is, the perfect blend of Donovan Mitchell and Marcus Smart. And what's funny is, I, I have not only seen this comparison, right? Like, like I've seen more people than just Bot say that Lou Dort will be the equivalent to or as good as or some version of this statement about Donovan Mitchell and Lou Dort. I find that funny and fascinating i i think that i've got to give this a three pepper on the spiceometer, meter and the reason being is that when you break this down is lou dort on par with or better than defensively than marcus smart in my opinion yes in my opinion he is a better defender than marcus smart so that part of it's taken care of offensively is lou dort on par with or a better player than donovan mitchell I think that Lou Dort is still below, uh, obviously, still below Donovan Mitchell and is still not on that level yet offensively. But you, you said blend. You did not say better than Donovan Mitchell. You did not say better than Marcus Smart. And I do think he's better than Marcus Smart. So if I raise him above Marcus Smart and I get him right below Donovan Mitchell, you know, a couple steps below Donovan Mitchell, and I blend that together, yes, he is the perfect blend of those two players. I'm going to give you a three on the Pepper scale. Now, this one on Twitter comes from at BlackDolphin5. And they say that Poku will have a 15-point game this season. This is a two-pepper on the on the spice because I think that Poku's gonna get a lot more minutes at the end of the year, and he'll be more confident than he already is at the end of the year. And he has the talent. Like he has the talent. He'll have a hot game where you immediately see the flashes in each and every possession he has that game. He'll have a hot night, and you love that for him. I think that a 15-point game is pretty doable this year. Now, if he does not reach that ceiling, right, if he does not reach a 15-point game, that's no big deal. Like, he's playing with house money. But I do think that he's good enough this year to eventually fall into a 15-point game. So I don't think it's that how to take. Now, the next one from at Black Dolphin 5, the Warriors will make the playoffs. And then he clarifies, and he takes it a step further. He does not need the safety net of the play-in. So he thinks that they're going to be a 1-8 through eight team, somewhere in that range. He, I would have given it to him if he said the Warriors will make the playoffs and then they finish 9 or 10. I would have came back and said he was right. But he doesn't need that. He or she, at Black Dolphin 5, does not need that. Just, they will be a top 8 seed this year in the West. And you know what? I'm giving this a 3. A 3 on the spiceometer, because I Because I, I think that I would... If I had to place a bet right now, I would agree with this. If I had to put money on if the Warriors make the playoffs or not today, I would say that they would. So I'm going to agree with you here and give you only a three on the hot take-o-meter. And so at BlackDolphin5 on Twitter has another entry, and they say that Poku will outscore both Dort and Shea before his rookie contract is up. I'm giving this a five on the spice-o-meter because, one, it's kind of unclear. Like, do you mean, like, total points? Like, he will compile more points by the end of his rookie contract, than Dort and Shea, because that's kind of already impossible with how many that that Dort and Shea have already compiled, or at least they have a heck of a head start. But if you mean like eventually in his rookie contract, he will average in a season more points than Dort and Shea, I still think it's a four. I still think that Shea and Dort, if Dort's going to shoot the way he's shooting now, and Shea's going to be that at worst number two guy that we think he can be, he's going to score more than Poku. That is not a knock on Poku. I think that Poku is a really good player. And I think that he's already, Poku is showing you he's miles ahead of what he was projected to be at this point in his career. But I just don't think that his role will be a bucket getter. Like I think that his role will be scoring a secondary. And he wants to be a big man who can just kind of run the offense through him type of thing. And he can set up his teammates very well. He can rebound very well. He can defend with his size and length very well. And, and then the secondary is scoring for him. So I think that you're going to see Shea, at least, score more than him, and you need him to, to, to surpass both of them. I'm going to take Shea to maintain his lead on the points-per-game realm for the entire length of Poku's contract. And if Poku does average more points-per-game at some point than Shea or Dort, you have a heck of a team. You have a heck of a team. I want to tell you about your friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline.ag is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. Go to BetOnline.ag, sign up for a free account today, and use our promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You can bet on any NBA game you want to. There's NBA prop bets on there. You can bet on the conference championships in the NFL this weekend. You can bet on the Super Bowl matchup and who's going to win the Super Bowl and who's going to win the NFL uh, awards. You can bet on so much at BetOnline.ag, including college basketball. OU's got a big game coming up this weekend against Kansas, so there's a lot to bet on at BetOnline.ag. The Thunder are playing this weekend. You can bet on that with me and locked on thunder. So do not sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Do not forget to use that promo code locked on for a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online your online sportbook experts.
0: In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+.
3: We're back in the Lockdown Thunder podcast, the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. I want to tell you right now to go listen to Hollinger and Duncan, when this show is over. If you want to be basketball smart, it starts by listening to Hollinger and Duncan podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, NBA analytics pioneer and front office insider John Hollinger joins Dunked On podcast host Nate Duncan to bring you scouting reports, game breakdowns, salary cap analysis, and more. Subscribe to Hollinger and Duncan today, wherever you get your podcast from. Let's go back to the Spice-O-Meter and hear your hot takes. Last one from at Black Dolphin 5. The Timberwolves will make the playoffs. This is a raging 5 out of 5 on the Spice-O-Meter. I am not touching this with a 10-foot pole. The Timberwolves are not making the postseason this year. They got walked off on today on a Cole Anthony buzzer beater. But this next take from at Hazley 30 on Twitter. Dort will make an all-star team before this contract is up. He's a free agent in 2023 as a reference point. So will Lou Dort be an all-star by 2023? I'm giving this a four to five on the spice because I think that Lou Dort has the marketing. Now, he's not going to be on any sort of ad campaigns, you don't think, but he has the recognition. Fans understand Dort either for memes or for his play on the court. He has a respective NBA media like Zach Lowe behind him and will, and will campaign for him. The fans will campaign for him. I think that his fellow players will understand how difficult it is to play against Lou Dort. But the thing is, it's tough to make the All-Star team in general, but especially in the Western Conference. I mean, especially in the Western Conference. And so to put Lou Dort on the All-Star team, now he can play at an All-Star level all he wants to. He can play All-Star caliber ball all he wants to. But to put him on there, you got to take somebody off. And barring injury, who are you replacing Lou Dort with in the All-Star game? Or what current All-Star will retire by the time that, you know, before 2023 rolls around to where he can take their spot? And how many young players are still ahead of Lou Dort in the pecking order? So I'm giving this a 4 out of 5, but not because I think it's a bad take. Because I think it's just so hard to make an All-Star team that you're going to be have to you're going to have to project him to be so incredibly elite that it would make this a hot take because I think that he can play at an all star caliber you know, level and he, that he will play at an all star caliber level and he just will not have the spots for him right it's going to be incredibly hard so we'll see what happens moving forward this next one on Twitter comes from at the don donji donji I'm sorry about that if I mispronounced that at uh, it's at d o n e g they say that Isaiah Roby is better than, hear me folks, Isaiah Roby. You know that my heart's tingling. Isaiah Roby is better than Darius Baisley. Listen, I am so glad that you've been taking these Isaiah Roby takes to heart. And you've been listening to Lockdown Thunder, listening to me praise Isaiah Roby. You've been doing your part. And as president of the Isaiah Roby fan club, I appreciate your support. And your endorsement of our guy, but we have to take a step back here. Darius Baisley is a building block of this entire house. This entire rebuild. If you picture this rebuild as a house, if this rebuild is a house, then Darius Baisley is a building block. And Isaiah Roby, God love him, everyone knows I do, is the base sports. This is a a million out of five on the spiceometer. This is so incredibly hot I can't even touch my computer screen. Isaiah Roby better than Darius Baisley. Look, I know that Darius Baisley's on a cold streak and I know that Roby's is the hot new thing. I've been trying to tell you about Roby for a long time, but this is out of control. This is out of control. A step too far. Paisley is still that guy. He's still a piece and a building block while Roby is on the borderline of being a piece, right? That's the best way to describe this. Baisley is a part of your core. Now, the capacity in which he's a part of your core is still to be determined, but you know without a shadow of a doubt that is a part of your core. With Isaiah Roby, there's questions going around like, oh, can Isaiah Roby be a piece? Can Roby be a piece of this franchise? I think he will be, but that's still a question being asked is can he? With Baisley, he is. That should tell you right now that is better than Roby, even with the current cold streak, and even with how much I love Isaiah Roby. This next one comes from at Real K Chin. Hamadou Diallo is the second unit's best primary ball handler. And, and you cited some stats on, on the tweet. I will say Roby got a ton of usage as the lead ball handler, especially early on this year with the second unit. So that kind of skews some of the numbers. I think that this is kind of a, a four out of five because I think that tail Maldon is the very best option. As the point guard off the bench, the question is, will he get the ball in his hands more as the season progresses? I think that answer is yes. That, that answer is absolutely. So I cannot agree with his take. And I think that Diablo is much better off the ball and much better without the pressure of being the lead ball handler. Four out of five for that one. Let's transition over to Reddit. This one from uh, PK120. The Bulls and the Warriors both make the playoffs. And then on that one, I'm giving it a five out of five because I, I think the Warriors make it. But the Bulls making it? Now, if you're extending me the courtesy of the play-in, and you're counting the play in as the playoffs, and that is still a debate right now for some NBA people, of like, do we really count 9 and 10 as the playoffs? If you're going to give me that courtesy, and if we can extend PK-20 the benefit of that courtesy, I will bring this down from a 5 all the way down to a 3. Because is it irrationally crazy to think that the Bulls can turn this around? They're playing good ball all in all. Right, they they show good moments game to game, they just have these random collapses like they didn't like like, like they did in Oklahoma City, and so I don't think it's crazy to think that, to think that the Bulls can turn this around and be a top ten seed in the Eastern Conference. But if you're asking me to be the top eight seed in the Eastern Conference, that's where things get dicey. The East is much better than people realize right now, so those are that's your two answers if you're going to extend me the the nine and ten seed on that, uh, but. This next hot take from PK120 is about Oklahoma City, and he says that the Thunder will have a better record than Houston at the deadline. Now, Victor Oladipo debuted this week and dropped 30 points in his debut, and they still lost, and they don't have John Wall. Unclear when the timeline is that they're going to get John Wall back. I think that this is a good take, that this is a this is a 3 out of 5. Again, you were right in the middle on your hot takes, uh, PK120, because... I think that the Thunder are going to scrap and they're going to fight and they have young players and they have hungry, hungry players and they have Lou Dort. And that sounds silly. I don't mean that Lou Dort is better than any single player on the Rockets. What I mean by that is that Lou Dort can only make winning plays. Like he cannot produce empty stats because everything Lou Dort does contributes to winning. He's that kind of player. And they have a lot of players like that. Kendrick Williams is like that. And so, when every young player wants to win and they only have guys who do not put up in empty stats, but guys who put up contributing efforts in production, you're going to play close games. When you play close games, the ball can bounce your way. And when the ball bounces your way, you win ball games. So three out of five on that. And we move on to you know why one MH3R on Reddit. The Nets will not make it out of the East. No depth, no center, no leaders. Three out of five on that as well as we talked about before. Uh, BB Hunter, there will be a trade rumor about Oklahoma City getting involved with John Collins. This is a one out of five, because I think it's inevitable that John Collins wants out of Atlanta. I am giving this a one out of five, because we've been hearing this for a long time, a lot longer than that athletic article You don't need sources to know that. It's just kind of in common knowledge. Like go fire up preseason episodes of like the low post and things like that uh, where they're talking about this contract situation. And Bobby Marks and Zach Lowe and people like that have been saying, hey, this is going to get in an awkward position here. And you might see John Collins request a trade. And from now on, when players request a trade outside of like a superstar like James Harden, Oklahoma City will be in the mix because Oklahoma City has the assets and John Collins fits the timeline. And John Collins would be a good fit in Oklahoma City. To be honest with you, if John Collins hits the open market as a restricted free agent, I would want Sam Presti to give him the max and force Atlanta to make a hard decision and match that contract or lose a good young player and a good young piece for nothing. I think that whenever it is that this day comes and John Collins wants a trade, the Thunder will absolutely be involved and will absolutely be rumored. Now, will they truly be involved or just rumored? That's the question. Uh, but but they will be in, in the rumors and the conversations and the and the slideshow articles about, well, oh, these are some places that John Collins could fit or these are some teams that could pull off a John Collins trade. Well, yeah, we know that Oklahoma City can pull off any trade they want to. Like, they can get any single player they want to. They have, they have that kind of asset. So from now until eight years from now, you're going to see these slideshow articles about Every single player who demands a trade can fit in Oklahoma city because they just simply have the resources. This next one from Ellaria with a lot of qualifiers. The Warriors are secretly and potentially the scariest team in the NBA, even without Klay Thompson. I am not sure if they are contenders, but I see them as Western conference finals type of team. Well, to me right there, they're contenders. If you can reach the Western conference finals, you're a contender. So you do see them as contenders. And for that, you're getting a five out of five on the spice leader. This is a team that that you question if they make the postseason. Personally, I think that they do. I think that they make the postseason. That can be wishful thinking as an Oklahoma City fan who would love an additional first-round pick, but I think that they're good enough to make the first round. From there, I don't see them getting past anyone. They have to beat somebody to go to the Western Conference Finals and even go to the second round. I don't see them doing that. So I, I would give this a five out of five. They are not scary and they are not true contenders, especially not for the Western Conference Finals. This one from DTTFU. Lou Dort will get serious all defensive first team consideration. This is a one out of five on the Spiso meter because I agree with you. I think that Lou Dort is going to be a first team all defensive player. Again, he has the respect from the media, that's the big deal here. I get it. He's on a losing team, but he's shown you already he can do this on the biggest stage in the world. He can do this on the postseason stage against the best scorer this league's ever seen, against the guy who always draws fouls, and he cannot foul him. He can lock down James Harden. He's frustrating the hell out of Jamal Murray in a random January game, making Jamal Murray just shove him to the floor and then throw off his arm sleeve. Like, that stuff in a random, meaningless game in January shows you all you need to see about how good Lou Dort is. And even the Thunder who preseason was written off and preseason was said that they are going to be the only team tanking in the Western Conference. They're still getting recognition. Lou Dort is still getting articles written about him by Zach Lowe. There's an article from Yahoo about him and Draymond Green and the effect that Draymond Green has had on these smaller kind of tweener defenders, which you should go read. It's a great article. But Lou Dort has the respect from the media and that's what it takes to be a defensive player and a defensive you know, first teamer. And so I think that he'll, he's going to get there. I think that he is. Because even if this team does tank and does lose a lot of games, he is going to play one way. That is fast, that is hard, that is with passion, and that's with great defense. And so this is an individual award, an individual honor. I think that this will happen. So on the hot take scale, it is a one. Now, the next one comes from the Reddit user named No Noto, Noto They say that Teo Maldon will be in the starting lineup by the end of the year. This is a two out of five, because if this team trades George Hill the way we expect them to trade George Hill, now you can point to that the fact that they are going to win games and maybe they'll keep the band together, I'd advise you to remember last year's team, remember how good they were, literally the best team in the NBA since Thanksgiving last year. At the deadline, they did trade Gallinari. They did do that, but the Heat could not agree to a contract extension. So I think that George Hill will be traded in March. And when you take away George Hill, who gets that start? Because I don't think it's Justin Jackson the whole season. I think it's a young guy, like a true young piece. And that brings you down to Diallo, Aldon. Who's it going to be? So I think that this is not a hot take. And and truthfully, I would love to see Taylor play more minutes with you know, that group of starters, that Shea, Dort, Baisley group. So we are already at the 35-minute mark, and so here we're going to drop it off. If I did not get to your hot take yet, do not worry. On tomorrow's show, I'll get to your hot take. It includes Lou Dort being an all-star, the Thunder winning how many championships? And an interesting reason, a very, very interesting reason, why SGA will never win an MVP award. We will also preview tomorrow's Clippers game, and we'll do Stock Watch Friday. I also want to talk about this season as a whole tomorrow and about why I'm actually glad that this is the year of all years that Sam Presti decided not to only value the win-loss record. So follow me on Twitter at Rylan If you want to play along with the hot take Spice-O-Meter, uh, send me in your hot takes about the NBA and the Thunder. I will grade them on the show as we just did for this episode at Rylan underscore styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Subscribe to Locked on Thunder wherever you get your podcast from. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Thunder.
0: What a perfect ending to a historic day! Hey,
2: Prime members!